Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Football Ramble Mailbag, the new Champions League format, shocking moments, and Jose Mourinho with the orders of the day. It's Saturday, 10th of Feb. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Ho, 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 a Saturday with Lukey and Petey on the sofa, all cuddled up under a duvet. Yeah. That's a lazy Saturday, Marcus Speller. Yes. Get out there, do something. Those dishes won't clean themselves. Since I've been a father, I have never had a lazy Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me neither. Ooh, ah. Me neither. But here's my chance. Okay. Yeah. So let's laze away, everybody. So you're and threatening your, uh, your children um, for two children here. If you like. Yeah. If you like. Daddy, I want pocket money. Listen, Daddy, what were you doing on that computer? <laughs> or is it just you saying this? <laughs> Pete may be in his 40s now, but he will still shit his pants. <laughs> I'll shit anyone's pants. Uh, on request. Uh, well, if you want to get involved with the mailbag, of course, do tweet us on X at Football Ramble. Message us on Instagram at Football Ramble. And of course, you can email us show at Football Ramble. Com. And we will prioritise the questions from our lovely Discorders who are members of our patrons mm-hmm. at patreon.com forward slash football ramble. Get a question in the Discord. If you're a member of that exalted group, mm. yes. you may well find your question prioritised. Prioritised. It's only yes. fair, isn't it? We've got this one from the very same patron subscriber, Craig. Hello to you, Craig. He's emailed us in, although he could have just put it on the Discord, but he's, he's emailed it in. It's up, it's up to him. It's yeah, his decision. Yeah, yeah. He says, there's been a lot of talk about the new Champions League format. Yes. If you could start the whole competition from scratch, how would you 
Marcus, Luke and Pete, format it yourself. Now, before mm. we answer this, Marcus, well, I, could, I can do it if you want. Do you want me just to Far explain away. what's happening? To so the admin, it, old boy. I think the, the context is important because there's people out there listening who don't spend as much time thinking about football as we do, uh, and good for them, frankly. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, but the Champions League is changing from next season. From next season, 36 teams will compete in a single league format. Every team will play eight matches with the top eight in the league skipping the first knockout round and the next 16 competing in the first knockout round. Those matches will be seeded as well. Uh, they'll be home and away games. The remaining teams after the league stage will be out of Europe if they don't qualify, with no team dropping down to the Europa League. So it's very different yeah. from the eight mm. groups of four format we've seen more recently. Um, it's going to be just a way for them, I suppose, to squeeze more games out and therefore more revenue from the self-same format. It's not the first time the Champions League has changed. It's changed a number of times in the past. Um, we probably don't have to go to too much detail about that, but we've mm. had like two group stages in the past. We've yeah. had like straight knockouts. We've had everything. If we go back way before the quote-unquote Champions League was rebranded. Um, but this is a big change. This is quite a big one. Big change. Um, it would be interesting to know, um, Marcus, from you maybe to start with, how you would um, embark upon a Champions League format. Well, I don't think I would do it like this. I've heard nothing no. but criticism with this. No. So why? why why are people criticizing this? Well, because I think people say that there's going to be a lot of dead rubbers and mm. it's all a bit unnecessary. There's and more matches as well in a, in a you know a time when we're saying that there's too much football being mm. played for the sake of the professionals' bodies. Mm. So not heard much um, uh, positivity about this at all. And but are you personally positive about it, or mm. you think you give it a chance? Or no, I don't. No. Uh, look, if it goes well, and everyone, you can change your mind. Yeah. But I, I just, I, yeah, I, I think actually, wise after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> well, well I, you might as well use your experience to actually make an informed decision, Pete. I know it's out yeah. of fashion these days with the internet <laughs> and all that, but yeah, you could fine. do that. Yeah, they've, yeah. Done a, they've done a U-turn. No, <laughs> I mean they've had a thing. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to stick to your party. Oh. You've got to stick to your club. Do you think, do you think children should be yeah. homeless? Yes. Okay, that's yeah. out of order. <laughs> Do you now think they should be homeless after thinking about mm. it? No. U-turn. U-turn. Well, you don't wear nappies anymore. That's a U-turn. <laughs> Where does it end, everybody? Yeah. Um, I, I, To be honest with you, the, the, the format that they have right now, as in this season and mm. what we've, we've come to know, you have your groups and then the top two go through. And so I actually think that's... I don't think so, you can so, improve upon that too much, really. So same, on that, same format we'd have in the World Cup, for example. So on that specific point, though, I, yeah. I, I broadly agree with you, but I think the criticism of that has been... Yes. Because... Um, there's so much discrepancy now mm -hmm. between the haves and the have-nots. Yes. A lot of those group stage games yeah. feel to a lot of onlookers and to a lot of football fans mm -hmm. to be almost like pointless. Like the group stage is now like, we know it's going to go through, mm -hmm. so let's not worry about it. It's a dead and, rubber because one side is much stronger than the other one. Yeah, and right. so ostensibly they are trying to address that. Mm. But well, yeah, I, did, I mean, so the, the so one way of doing that is you pull the names out of a hat rather than having seeded teams. Yeah. But that again is not always the, the 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 solution that I think people want because the reason we have seen Rod teams, Stewart might turn up. There's Rod Stewart, <laughs> and we don't want Rod the mod at the champion. Oh, actually, no, you've twisted my arm. Yeah, you do. I've actually, done yeah, I've yeah, done yeah, one yeah. of those U-turns, haven't I? You twist my arm, put a drink in it. <laughs> <laughs> but but, on, the, but on, the, on that point though, Marcus, just just quickly to give you further context, yeah. if you look at this season's Champions League, mm -hmm. it's very hard to make the argument that the teams that you've predicted to go through haven't gone through. Yeah. The only exception possibly is FC Copenhagen in Group A and May United finishing bottom, but May United have been mm. pretty poor for a while now. Yeah. 
other than that, I mean, really slim pickings. I mean, maybe Real Sociedad, maybe uh-huh. Benfica going out. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, everything else is quite predictable. Um, and I think that there, there is something that needs to be done. But but my point was just going to be that mm-hmm. the Champions League has suffered from some things that actually aren't their fault. And what I mean by that is, if you look at the dominance of some of the big, more traditional teams, particularly the English teams. That's because the Premier League is so strong. Well, and, this is, this, and that's because the world has got smaller. That's this, because this if, my, if, you're, yeah. if you're Man City and you're going to somewhere that's not a, on the tourist destination kind of route very yeah. often... Mm. It well, used, if you're going to play against Shakhtar, for Yeah, example, it used to be right? that you would, you would, it would be a real tough... Yeah. Ask, like you talk about Nottingham Forest winning the cup in the late, you know, late 70s, early 80s. Mm. You know, Oh yeah, but you only beat Malmo in like a one-off game, whatever. But, but what they were saying was that we had no, we had nothing about. Yeah, I know. Like, ve- the world was a different place. Exactly. So, so you so can't compare. There's some ways you can't. The, the gap between richer and poor has got a much bigger. Yeah, but that's that's but it across has life, the board. Exactly. You exactly. can't you can't suddenly think the Champions League structure can counteract, if you like, or or or, or in some way not uh, some way sort of be above what's happened in the world. You no. know, the mass movement of people, the yeah. mass movement of money, is, is, yeah. is all that kind of stuff. Yeah. As you say, the Premier League, the amount of money that the Premier League now has compared to others. Now, it doesn't mean to say there's always a Premier League winner. In fact, more often than not, there isn't. Mm. Um, so, again, I think that some people, when they look at this, they think, how can we structure the Champions League? Oh, and by the way, that in some way will um, mean that they're not affected by neoliberal politics around mm. the world you know mm. I, I just I think mm. that you know again it can be a little bit too silly mm. I spoke about this um, yesterday on on the preview show about African Cup of Nations how I think people do love the big games I think people you know because it's the pinnacle of sport right if you mm. it, you know in this season's Champions League semi-final uh, sorry uh, in this Champions League's final if you have Manchester City versus Real Madrid in the final or Bayern versus Real Madrid or something or, or, or whatever even even you know um, Inter versus PSG or something. You've got two huge clubs there. Mm. If RB Leipzig make the final, or I don't know PSV, I, I, that would be a well, maybe not RB, but you know, but, it's, but it would be amazing. Don't get me wrong. I think, but but it wouldn't generate the the huge interest. I think if FC Copenhagen did, because it's such an underdog story. So I sort of think, be careful what you wish for. However, we love the FA Cup because of. Um, you know, names out the hat and you don't know who you're going to get. But the FA Cup is straight knockout. And so with the group stages, you could have a group of death. You could have Man City, Real Madrid, um, Bayern and Inter in the same group. Mm. And and that would be incredible. But if you had um, some of the smaller sides, you know, Copenhagen are in there with, you know, take your pick, um, uh, Lon or, or, or Lens, as we might say, uh, and, and, and a couple of others, would that generate that much interest? But then people say, but they've more chance of progressing. You know, you could even out the board a bit. So names out of a hat rather than seeded teams is maybe something that you could... Um, experiment with, I suppose. But really, other than that, I think the format, as I say, they've got at the moment is, but, is pretty much it. But what do you think um, of the idea that obviously we're putting aside the fact that, you know, these are money making exercises and they're not going to cut their own throats. The yeah. turkeys don't vote for Christmas. Exactly. Forget all that stuff. Because yeah, yeah, the question yeah, yeah, was yeah. about the format yeah, yeah. and what you would do. Yeah. Before before 1999, it was mm. 24 teams with the, some best place runners up going through. So it was a bit like the old World Cup format that's and the right. current Euros format. Yeah, that's what you get with 24 teams when you've got yeah. that amount of Between 1999 and 2003, there were two group stages, which mm-hmm. is a bit shit, and they rode back on that. So there's precedent for it being changed anyway because they went from two group stages and they changed it back. Mm-hmm. But for me, the key point... So I would like to see... You've got member nations of UEFA. Mm-hmm. 
and forget the coefficient. Bonjour. Yeah, give us some others. Uh, Hola. Bonjour. Hola. A lot of them use French. Hola. <laughs> Hola. Hola. Guten Tag. Hallo. Guten Tag. Hello. Hello. What's that? Yeah. Scandinavian. German, isn't it? No, German. Hello, they spoke with an A. How you fucking doing, pal? There you go. Here's another one. We've got to get a swill to come at the reckon again. What's that? Uh, can I have the um, check, please, from uh-huh. um, uh, Icelandic? Icelandic? Jornabot, Hungarian. Very mm. nice. Mm. Yeah. Great, great flavour. There we the are. Continental style. And I, think, I think, again, yeah. that just backs up the point that there's a lot of languages in Europe. There are. Yeah. So scrap the coefficient, forget the coefficient for now. Uh-huh. Everyone speaks English. What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why not just have the champions of every member of UEFA? Mm-hmm. And if you want to do a group stage, do a group stage. But then just do it like that. So you don't because the problem is the thing that the thing that kind of precipitates this mm-hmm. further in 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 imbalance of power is say, for example, in 2018, mm-hmm. they changed it so the four teams from the big four coefficient nations automatically qualify for the group stage. Okay. Back in the day, it used to be fourth place in England, yep. had to go into a playoff, which added a little bit more jeopardy. And I think as time has gone on, it's obviously become more and more about empowering the big money-spinning clubs, which this new move also absolutely does. Yep. Why not just go, these are the clubs that are the champions of each of their nations. Yep. They're going to play each other, and the team at the end is going to win. Yeah, I, again, though, I... I... The romantic side of me thinks you're right, but then the pragmatic side just thinks I think that's rowing against the tide too much. I think that the champions of each nation probably should go through automatically. Now, I don't know what that does for the numbers and so on. I think that's probably fairer. I think there are probably but, too many too many member states what, for that. But then, right. but then what that... Yeah, maybe, maybe. But <laughs> I think one of the reasons why they reformatted it is because there were arguments that the UEFA Cup might be stronger than the Champions League. Because if you do have second and third in Italy, second and third in England and and Spain and whatnot playing in that, that old tournament, the old UEFA yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then you've got first in England, first in Spain, first in Italy playing against, you know, the first in maybe Slovenia have gone through or the first in, in Hungary or whatever. Right. Is, is that as strong? And so there were arguments to say, well, actually, is the UEFA Cup strong? Now, I think everyone's always been in the mind of the European Cup because ultimately, you know, the bigger teams would, would progress. But if you had this format where maybe second, third, fourth or whatever in, in England and someone would go in another tournament, I think UEFA just go, it's not the cream of the crop. That's just, again, the way <laughs> things have gone, the way it, the, the, it's just panned out in, in a very, very different world since basically the 90s, I suppose. The, so it's, 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 it's tricky when you'd have to rethink everything. The, the most disappointing thing for me is the sort of skipping, around, like some teams skipping around in the middle of the tournament. What if you finish it's in al- the top yeah. eight in that? In the, in it's, that almost, it's almost like... They're doing two tournaments. So this is you, next you know, year's format. Yeah, so next year's format is going to be you, um, you, you, you top your group, right? And and yeah. and then well, no, you, you get top, the top you're in the top sorry. eight in the big group. Yeah, in the top eight in the big group, yeah. you get to miss a round. It's like yeah, missing it's like, rounds is not competition. It's a bit like you stay they, on the you stay on the the, the balance bond until you fall off. That's how they do it in NFL, right? So mm. if you if you if you one of the if you've got one of the best records in the regular season, you mm. get a bye week into mm. the and you yeah. get a home draw and all the rest of it. Like that that kind of happens in other sports. I I think the problem with the new format really for me isn't that. It's that it's um well it is that but it's also that what's the point of having a big league table where you're judging everyone against everyone yeah. when everyone's not playing everyone well, and also it's seeded as well yeah mm. so again like if, if it wasn't se- so this format that we're going to have next year if that wasn't seeded I think that would be better because you've got everyone in a bit of a mishmash and, and see, see, who, what see what happens see what happens because again over what is it eight games they're playing against yeah. each other the big teams we know this the more games you play it favours the big sides with the quality and the big out, squads yeah. and, and as Pete says They'll miss a round. Mm. 
So that's lovely for them. And mm. then the teams who have got the smaller squads are going to have to play more games because even if they do manage to squeeze through in ninth to 24th place, mm. yeah. they then have to play a playoff. So I, so so I think, again, it, they're trying to suggest that this is not skewing it for the big teams, but it is. So this is, so this is um, oh, absolutely is. So to answer the question, the original question, right? Yep. So, yep. so what would you do? To answer Craig's question, my answer would be realistic, to keep it in the real world. I've yes. already said what could happen and all things being equal, but in the mm. real world, I just think the this change that's coming in next season and the last change in 2018 have both been poor mm-hmm. decisions. So what would you do? I would go back to before 2018. I'd be happy to go back to before 99 when there's only 24 teams. Um, because uh, then you could do the the, the winners yeah, and maybe yeah, yeah, but like I say the danger would be suddenly the Europa but, League but 2018 and... was at least a situation where if you came fourth in England or Spain or yeah. Germany yeah. you had to play off and I think that seems fair I think that's fair I think it's probably it's fairer yeah. at least because otherwise you're not going to have any movement at all on uh, in, in other countries no but the know. genie's at the bottom it's always going to go in one direction because yeah. it's all about money isn't yeah. it and yeah. I think yeah. I think, I, I think the, the real silver lining to the cloud will just be that in the past UEFA have made bad decisions around formats of competitions and they've rode back on it if it does turn out to be as bad as everyone fears um, I think it will it will potentially be changed I'd also just like to spend a, a second just to say that iconic four team group stage mm-hmm. in the Champions League which has been around since we were teenagers is a fucking cool thing yeah. and it's a shame it's going to go I think so when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. 
I've got a message from Donny and Mui. Is that you? Donnie and Mui. You and your Me dog? and Mui hanging out. Uh, with the news of Klopp's departure, I realise there's not uh, too many genuinely shocking stories in football anymore. In recent years, we've seen Mourinho going to Spurs uh, and Spain <laughs> sacking their manager on the eve of the uh, 2018 World Cup. Um, when were you more shocked by a football story, Lukey Moore? Um, my most shocking um, moment I can remember in recent years. What made you grab Jamie Carragher's leg? Yes, exactly, mm. exactly. Uh, I, I would, I, I, Jamie Carragher is, for all, if you like him or not, is unquestionably hard. Mm. There's no way I'm grabbing his Well, he was no. when Thierry Henry grabbed his leg. <laughs> um, when Mourinho went to Spurs. <laughs> yeah, who's that more shocking for? <laughs> Mourinho who's going, it makes me sad how far we done fell. Yeah. Yeah. So, but these are shocking stories in, in that, like when Klopp has, has left, is it, we, we, we were shocked. It doesn't mean to say it's like a bad story necessarily. Right. No, it's just shocking. Yeah. Mine has to be Brazil 1, Germany 7. I know it's a game and not a story necessarily, but we released a bonus episode back when bonus yeah. episodes weren't even really a thing. No, so you didn't just, make you any money. Were you just going, <laughs> shit? Yeah. Uh, shit. It, was, it was one of those games, and in preparation for today's record, I actually rewatched the extended highlights of it. Mm. Oh, Still man. very hard to get your mind around it. It's, it's, it, was, it was from nowhere, of course. You wow. know, there may be some people out there who can't remember it, but I hope not. But if there are, it was you know, Brazil's semi-final in their home World Cup. You know, um, they got absolutely tanked. By, by Germany 7-1 as I've said uh, the first 28 or 29 minutes were just probably the worst 28 or 9 minutes in the history of Brazilian football I would say yep. going back to 1950 perhaps which hurt them badly I it know. Was, but, it was, but this it, was worse than that no but it was do you know what it was so amateurish yeah. that it was like I mean but you wouldn't people say oh, it was like Germany were playing Andorra or San Marino one of the minutes no it isn't because they would just defend deep yeah. and hang on in there mm. yeah. it was so open it was mm. yeah they were queuing up to score goals. It, it felt like it was a testimonial match for one of the German players, and the Brazilians were like, "Oh, let's let's let yeah. him score." Yeah, it you was know, like that. It was Tony Cruz's testimonial. It was five. It was five nil after twenty eight minutes, and um, uh, the second goal was scored by Miroslav Klose, which broke the, uh-huh. which is another kind of dagger in the heart to them because yeah. he took the record from Ronaldo most goals scored for the most goals, goals you know, sixteen goals scored in the World Cup. It was, for me, it was just such a big occasion, uh-huh. a home World Cup, a semi final. The scenes from the Brazilian fans in the stands, it was almost like a much-loved political figure or a monarch had died yeah, or something. Yeah. I mean, every time they cut to the crowd, someone would be crying. No, do you know what? It would be worse than that. I think it would be a much-loved political figure or monarch or whoever, like doing a speech and admitting they'd been horrendously corrupt and they'd mm. done horrible things. And they were like, oh, what? Yeah. You're not the person we thought you were. This is this is really hard to take. Well, they were doing some horrible things, this Brazilian team, and it probably <laughs> wasn't very much the same. You'd say so. But it, I remember it was tough to watch. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it was very, very. It was. It was like watching your dad get his pants pulled down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch the FIFA extended highlights on YouTube of this game, there's an incredible moment at six nil yeah. uh, in the second half. Andreas Schürrle goes, "Can I get involved?" Oh, he scores a great goal. That's one of the great forgotten goals. Yeah. The seventh he scores, but before that, it's six nil, and the camera cuts to a load of Germany fans in the Brazil end because mm-hmm. obviously the, the stadium is dominated by Brazilians because it's in Brazil, and they are literally just standing there mm. awkwardly not knowing what to do. But you mm. can't leave. They it's can't celebrate, ones. but they don't feel like they can even celebrate. Oh, you're talking about the German, German fans. fans? Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. No, absolutely. I'm saying for the... Sorry, yes. Um, and suddenly I just had a thought that with the Brazil fans, you can't leave mm. for some reason because you're paralysed. Mm. And you can't because if you leave, I think it's too much to process on your own. So you have to be surrounded by your tickets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you paid good money to get it. But yeah, I remember also remember Mark Chapman, BBC's Mark Chapman saying to me um, that... He was at the game, of course, and he did the game, and they did all their work, and he said it had been a really long day. And so they went out into the town to get some dinner. 
He said they just couldn't get anywhere. Mm. But everywhere was closed. Oh man, it was... every single establishment they just uh, closed it like it was some kind of like funeral. Like morning, right? yeah, yeah. Day, but he just couldn't, couldn't get anywhere. Yeah. So, so it it was it was just shocking to watch. One thing I do like is that when Brazil scored their consolation goal, um, the, the Brazilian fans do cheer. Yeah, which is kind of I really wanted them to do that when I rewatched it. I was yeah. like, please do cheer. They do, but it was just it was un- the reason I'm, I'm putting it in there is because it is it was an inconceivable <laughs> yeah, yeah. event that before the game. Shocking is mm. you thought it'd go one way or the other. You obviously. Penalties may be a close one, you know. It was unbelievable well, German, to witness. German player said at half time, we've maybe got to keep the score down here, lads. And it's really weird because, in a way, it actually takes away from their achievement. In a way, oh, they could have, they could have absolutely scored more. You'd rather win that game maybe like three one because you can like properly celebrate. You can probably go mad at the end. Whereas, in in a way, in a, in a way Germany were kind of oh, right. I'm glad we got that out of the way. That was strange. Yeah. We're obviously happy we're in the final, but yeah, sorry because it was it was like a funeral. Mm. Um, my shocking moment was when I'm taking us back to the nineties, well, obviously. And I found this out on teletext. Eric Cantona retiring from. Football. Oh yeah. Oh right. How yeah. old was he? Twenty nine. Twenty nine or thirty. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And, 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 and the way he played, you think he could, he could go for like another decade? Yeah, <laughs> he was so yeah. He, he was, was so he was king of the acrobats. He was yeah. For, for those who don't remember Cantona's playing career or didn't witness it for younger <laughs> listeners, I mean, he was like the king of the Premier League. I mean, let alone yeah. you know they call him King, king Eric, Eric at, yeah. at Old Trafford. They still sing his name. Yeah. And the, how many players have they had over the years? Yeah. Um, just what a man, what a player. And, you know, the, the performances he'd been putting in, you know, he, he had that ban, of course, for booting that Crystal Palace fan. And even then, like, kicking a kicking a fan, in hindsight, everyone's like, yeah, nice one, Eric. Like, that's <laughs> a, imagine a player doing that now. So that's that's what we all thought of him. He, he, You're in for an early bath. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest, England fell in love with him. Yeah. Even rival fans, you, you loved Cantona. Do you remember that Nike advert? Yeah, 1966 was a great year for English football. That's right. Eric was born. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Yeah. Uh, or the or the other. I think that was um, that was a beer advert. The Nike advert. Um, there was a few of them when they're playing on Hackney Marsh. Yeah, it was him right. and David Seaman. No, this was a billboard with Nike underneath. That oh, was it. Nike yeah, who said that. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, it, and players just didn't do. It didn't seem like players did that then, apart from yeah. for injury reasons, like like Van yeah. Basten or whatever. Yeah, it just yeah, didn't. Yeah. It seemed. And, and as, as I'm older, and you look back at it now, you go, okay, look, he's got a lot of different interests. He felt like he wanted to do what he wanted to do. That's fair enough. But it was inconceivable then. It was. Well, yeah, and again, it just shows you or, or speaks to the man's character. I mean, we we now see Cantona here and there when he's giving odd speeches at awards and so on. And, and you know, he gave plenty back then. But he had so much charisma, and he was he was such an interesting one because he was very very reserved, you know, typically French in that regard, mm. and yet would have these explosive moments. You know, how many red cars have we seen? Of course, we talk about the eight-month ban or whatever it was with booting the fan. He was just a law unto himself. You know, and that was seen when he got the red cards. You know, the Manchester United players said they all came back in the dressing room after, and Ferguson starts hammering them because they drew one all with Palace that night. You know, Palace, that he gave the ball away, and mm. hence that wasn't good enough. Blah, blah, blah. And Eric, you can't do that, son. And then that's all he said to him. Yeah. Because he knew that Cantona, despite he was the manager and he was Ferguson, he ruled the roost. I, you have to leave this guy alone. Yeah. Because he is, you know, he's a great professional. Because he, he might do it again. Well, indeed, me. he might do it to me. <laughs> yeah. But it, that was it. And I think that we were so intrigued by Cantona and, and the quality that he had, but also his character, that that when he said, right, I'm, I'm off, see you later, that was the end of it. We're like, no, Eric, we want more. Well, especially mm. because, like, money at the, in the Premier League, it wasn't there at the start of it, but yeah. when he came from Leeds, obviously. And, and um, he obviously 
he left a lot of money on the table, you would imagine. Oh, for sure. He did, yeah. Around and I wonder there. if it's an example of the uh, thing we talked about a while back about Ewing theory, right? Yeah. Because he, he sucks in a lot of the attention. He goes and two years later, They're may not win the treble. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, though, I would say the player's maturing though you would mm. say in, in that time you know the, the obvious one skulls but it's definitely a shocking moment definitely. it was a shocking moment because didn't Ferguson fly to France try and get him to reconsider and all the rest of it I yeah. mean there's a, there's a great story that uh, our favourite uh, you know Liam Gallagher tells because he was in a video of Liam Gallagher recently mm. the song called Once and he said like he's just mad he phoned him up he said we'd love you to be in the video because oh no I think Cantona maybe got in touch and said I really like the song and he went well why don't you come in the video we'll be in the video mm. and he said okay fine and he said right okay so we'll um what, or how much do you want paying? Sarah Cantony went, I don't want paying. Yeah. And he says, well, <laughs> what? I don't want paying. Okay, fine. Well, wh- where do you want to stay? I'll get my own accommodation. <laughs> right. Well, what, what, what plane? You know, tell us which airport. I'll get my own way there. <laughs> and in the, in the video, it features him just obviously neck in wine. And, uh, and he said, well, what bottle of... I'll bring my own wine. Well, he just... basically <laughs> did it for free. Turned up on his yeah. own accord. Where would tell me where and when? And then yeah. he pissed off, and that was it. Quite a lot of people that we collaborate here that could do. It. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Again, the, the, this this man who we were all just completely enchanted with, and then yeah. and then he was off into the night. And that was only he never went back on it either. Never went back. No, he didn't yeah. do like a farewell tour like Frank Sinatra. No. Yeah, I um, Newcastle uh, as a Newcastle fan, I'll take it down to you, obviously. Uh, quite a big one, <laughs> and Marcus has taken it down a little smaller. I'm going to take it even smaller than that. Okay, okay. I mean, you guys over the years have had some tragic fucking personal stories from like yeah. even recently Atsu, Tiote, Cernacek, and obviously Gary Speed was a big one for me. But I think um, a, a purely football story was Kevin Keegan in a chenille jumper defending his actions of uh, selling Andy Cole. Yeah, That's that was the that sale was, of Andy Cole. That yeah. was huge. He had to come out and kind of. Make he's on the, steps, on the he's steps. on the steps of, uh, of the stadium. Yeah, apologising, well, well, saying I mean, it's part of a plan. But what was amazing about those days? It still felt like almost that it was it was a touch of medieval England about it. That the, the town cried cry, yeah, to go yeah. out into the square. So, yeah. As a young Newcastle fan at the time, were you just really upset about that? Yeah, absolutely good, absolutely good. Because Cole was a goal machine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Newcastle. Him and Beardsley together. Yeah. Insane. And Keegan was saying, "Look, just trust me on this." Yeah. And he was right. He, he was right. Yeah, I mean, look at all the trophies they won. Well, no, but... <laughs> yeah, but look at the players we got, yeah, I suppose, in, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in his wake. But it's, it's funny because Ferguson tried to do the same thing with Alan Shearer, didn't he? Mm. And Alan Shearer went to, obviously went to Newcastle instead. Mm. Ferguson was after Shearer for ages, but and not, Shearer always said no. But not only do you, you know, you strengthen your plays, you, you, you weaken a rival. And in, also, in retrospect, you've got to say that Cole made the right decision for himself as well. Oh, yeah. He no affinity with the city. No, exactly. Went on to win everything he wanted to win, and, yeah. and so it's the right decision all round. But I just miss him in as cycling shots. And, and, and do you know what's <laughs> interesting about it, Pete? It's a really good one, because I can imagine being a Newcastle United fan being really gutted about that, obviously. But also, it's impossible to imagine a manager coming out now in that way, in such an organic, kind of bottom-up way. Yeah. And so right, I'm going to make a statement myself yeah, yeah. on the steps, and if, if it, Everyone wants to turn up, they can turn up. It just, yeah. it just never happened no. now. Yeah, but it yeah. makes I mean, it more kind of circus-like, really. It does, but I mean, you, you had that. I mean, I think when there was rumours that, I think it was Fiorentina, I'm pretty sure it was Fiorentina and Gabriel Batistuda, not Roberto Baggio and another club, but we'll go with Batistuda and Fiorentina, which would be a bit obvious, that when there was rumours that he was going to be sold, everyone was out in the streets going, sorry, what? What's happening here? But again, it's that, that football fan in you completely defies logic. He's only of a certain age. He wants mm. to, to win things. He wants to, you know... He, a player like that playing for Fiorentina it was amazing for us but you know he goes to Roma and, 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 yeah. and wins a title but it's kind of like no this surely ha- he's ours he's our property yeah. he's, he's, mm. don't you understand what he means to us yeah. and and again with Klopp and Liverpool 
there is a bit of this. I mean, I think you'd only get that reaction maybe with a manager nowadays. I think with players moving around all the time, people will be gutted. But I think with a manager like him, it's, it's a very, very special and particular circumstance and the longevity they have to have. Well, maybe not longevity because Cole was not like there for no, years God. and years. Bad anything. Um, but it, you know, the, the, the circumstances have to be set. and, and the, the manner of the Klopp one is more interesting to me because it's very, very rare that it doesn't leak out or mm. there's no rumour and then he gets to own it himself in the form of like he basically entirely controls the narrative with like a video and that's basically the modern equivalent of the Keegan kind of getting it out is. there. You know, these days he's going to do it on the video. Do you and... think Ten Hag will do that when he leaves me? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but with manager sackings, your managers don't tend to, to decide I how think... long they're going to have at a club. No, exactly. Ten Hag will do it on Bebo. Yeah. Um, the only other one you'd think in world football maybe someone like Diego Simeone might yeah, 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 yeah. But again, so few and far between. No, no one's ever going to forget when um, Harry ran that bombed out Gag O'Neill from from Fratton Park. I tell you what <laughs> was shocking <laughs> though was when Mourinho got sacked for Chelsea the first time round. Yeah, that was a shocking moment. Yeah, yeah. I can't don't really remember it that well, but I, I guess it probably was because yeah. it was just again it was Mourinho was so popular, and then we'd we'd understand subsequently why. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That right. leads us on to our last um, question though. This is from Jen on Instagram. He said, "If you could map out the rest of Jose Mourinho's career, what would you plan for him?" Peter, Ooh, keep, it, keep it clean. <laughs> Family show. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd just like him to sort of um, be someone who creates tournaments and creates like the very fabric of football. Which he then wins. Uh, yeah. I want to know. At all times. I want to know. Like, I, I would like to see him like away from the dugout, away from football. Like, But I'd like him to be like a football administrator. Mm. I'd like to see how he would express his ego through those kind Do of things. Do you think he'd like that? Yeah. I think he would. Very bitter. President of the Super League. Oh, he does. Be, is that what you want? President yeah, of the Super something League. Yeah, something like that. Just flying from, you know, like kind of conference to conference. Can, can I, can, making it all about him, not really reading his notes. So I think for me, I think we need to get him back in the Premier League as soon as possible. So Chelsea or United, I don't mind. We've talked about that. No, could, let's pick one. It'd be funny at Manchester United. I think you, you've said that before. I completely agree. I'm, I'm minded to agree with you that United you know, would be funny so because, because they're United. a bigger club and they genuinely yeah. won't want it to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's funny. But would you, would you want it to be a kind of a... A happy ending for Mourinho? Or do you want it? Because, because you know, there's that book about him, isn't there? Written by is it the Spanish journalist who really lays into him and basically says, you know, this is not a nice character. There's a, there's a dark side to Mourinho, and we, oh, of course, there is no, but there there really is. Yeah. So part of me doesn't, you know, thinks, it, you know, he, he it warrants a sad ending, or he you know he gets booted a tragic ending, a tragic it? ending, exactly. Yeah. But to see him weave his magic one last time or something. Do you know what? Well, you couldn't, you couldn't deny, because let's be honest, he's charmed us all in some way or another. I, I was going to say that and I was going to go on to say, yeah. there's a couple of reasons I'd like him at England. One, I'm never realistically going to have him managing my team. So it'd be right. interesting to have him on my side, see what it feels like to support a team that he's managing. <laughs> and Because that's never happened before uh, and that will never happen again. Twist the fate, he manages Liverpool. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> Secondly, be funny. it's really hard to predict Marcus's reaction to Mourinho being in England. <laughs> As the biggest England fan in the country. Mm. How would you react to that? Oh, I just did by going... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I, yeah. I, uh, stumped me. Who was who the closest me we've kind of had? Probably Capello. Capello would be the one. He's egotist, isn't he? Yeah. Capello's, yeah. Would yeah. Be Mourinho's, um, I mean... But it's Ca different, different. Capello, yeah. Capello's an incredible manager over the years. Unbelievable career as a player yeah. and manager. He's not in the same league of charisma as Mourinho. <laughs> I, I don't think I would like it ultimately. However, you've got to be intrigued by it. It but feels like a fitting end because England's where he's really kind of revered. made his reputation and stuff like I think that. he's upset too many people now in England, though. But I don't know if they'd be able to resist it. He'll, he'll, definitely, he'll, he'll definitely manage Portugal at some point. Right. 
Mm. That's not as interesting to me. Though. But what about what about say like he? I don't know. It's he, he's been out of the game for a while, and he goes back to Manchester United, and we have a laugh, and we all enjoy it for ten minutes, and then he's off again. He accidentally wins the treble. <laughs> A treble, yeah, which involves the Emirates Cup or something. Community Shield, <laughs> yeah, League Cup, Emirates Cup, Aldi Cup. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Riyadh Cup. He's yeah. some reason. He's, yeah. um, and I don't know. He manages saying like Scottish football, and he and he and he's like, this is like really like you know, it's been years gone by, and he manages. Let's pick Hearts, yeah, and he wins the title. Why with, is he going to do that? No, but I mean, let's, oh, this is a fantasy question. He'd like to see a bit of a Warnock in his later years. Yeah, yeah but wins around. wins the title with okay Aberdeen Hearts. You know, a non um, you old know firm. old firm side. Has he ever Ross kind County? Of, Ross County. <laughs> has he ever succeeded in it with a side that hasn't got a lot of money? No, but that's my point. But this is, is um, Scotland, to be fair. Yeah, right. He yeah. Just, he just manages to shit house his way, and he wins the title. And it's like it's it's a massive story. It's incredible stuff. And then boom. I wouldn't be massively surprised if he turned up at Newcastle at some point. Oh, well, you said. Oh that yeah, before. no, I get it's yeah, the kind I agree. of Thing yeah, they yeah, would yeah. do, I Massively. think. Get him at Sunderland. Massively. Yeah. <laughs> Newcastle, Newcastle, England, or indeed Heart of Midlothian, I can all agree, <laughs> are definite landing spots for, for Jose. For Jose. Into Miami. There we go. Yeah. I don't think he, I don't think he's an MLS guy. I no, think he's, he's not. He's yeah. not. Um, there we are. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Mailbag. We're back on Monday with a brand new ramble, of course. In the meantime, why not check out the glorious content you can get on X where we are, uh, TikTok as well, YouTube and Instagram at Football Ramble, and follow us on Spotify as well. I'm going to do that Discord and, and Patreon uh, plug as well. That's okay. Patreon.com forward slash Football Ramble. Get yourself on there. Five or a month. Loads of benefits. Ad free shows. Extra stuff. Uncut. Amazingly positive and burgeoning community on the Discord as well, full of really interesting football fans. Very, very untoxic place, despite mm. my presence there, surprisingly. <laughs> um, but who knows? Since I won yesterday's Luke's game, there we are. Uh, yeah, there you, we are. you absorb it like um, like an oil filter. I made Jack's encyclopedia, but I'm now calling it Luke's game. Yeah, I'm right, really that's, that's rude. Uh, that's good. That is rude. It, it may change, but um, that's definitely well worth a turn of the head. So that's patreon.com forward slash football. Enjoy your Saturday, everybody. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.